Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I know that people who listen to podcasts tend to be self-learners. A lot of people who listen to podcasts are introverted and I'm really overgeneralizing, but I guess I'm thinking of myself. So I wanted to assure people, like, don't worry, this is going to be fun. Even if you're an introvert, even if you're shy, I promise, even if you show up and you know no one, you're going to leave with some great connections and you're going to feel comfortable and you're going to have a great time. This edition of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by Instaclub Hub. What is it? It is a membership. That means you log in and all of your lessons are there, but everything pertains only to Instagram. Full disclosure, we don't teach business funnels. We don't teach sales conversions. We don't teach email marketing. That is Marketing Impact Academy. But if you're like, my social media is at the root cause of why my business isn't growing and I know I need to master Instagram, well, you should check it out because we are giving people amazing results, like insane results, because we really have a great time studying this stuff. So check it out. Go to instaclubhub.com right now and we keep you up to date and current. You will grow your Instagram. I promise you that. So obviously you've tuned into this episode because you have a podcast. Otherwise, why would you be interested in growing your community? I too actually have two podcasts. I have one called The Shaleen Show and this one that I co-host with my son Brock, Build Your Tribe. And one of my favorite things about having a podcast is the self-reflection that comes from it. Obviously, I'm always thinking about and processing things that I do in my own life with The Shaleen Show because it's about life. But this show is about business and it's always helping me to up level my business because I've got to do the research that's involved to create the show. Don't you love that about podcasting? I freaking love it. Like I feel like it makes me a big a better business owner by having a business and marketing podcast. In preparation for this episode, wow, did I have an eye-opening realization that I've done a ton to grow the community for the Shaleen show. I don't think we have done anything to grow the community for Build Your Tribe. I can't believe it. How have I missed this essential piece of growing the show? So while I know I need to do an episode specifically about show growth and all the different ways you can grow a show, and we've done many of those things for Build Your Tribe, one of the most essential critical things we haven't done for Build Your Tribe is work on growing our community. So today, I'm going to share with you what I've been doing to grow my community on The Shaleen Show. And not only am I sharing these things with you, I'm also taking them to heart and realizing these are some of the things we need to put into practice when it comes to Build Your Tribe. Number one, the biggest is allowing people to connect as part of a community so that you aren't the only voice, that you are the person who's assembling and bringing people together and allowing them to make that connection of like-minded people. People who listen to Build Your Tribe are new entrepreneurs, people who want to start a side hustle, people who are growing their business from all ages, stages, all stages and ages of business development. 
I want those people to meet each other. I also find that the people who listen to Build Your Tribe are really interested in authentic marketing. They don't like the phony stuff. They like it real. They like that we talk about our mistakes. They are oftentimes people who are easily distracted, have a lot of different interests and varied ways that they like to create additional streams of income. And so it's great to know that you could meet people who are a lot like you just by connecting with Build Your Tribe. Two of the most important things you must do when it comes to building your community, number one, is creating a private Facebook group. This is a place where people can join and they can share ideas with each other. I mean, how many times have you listened to an episode, I'm not saying necessarily of this show, but of any podcast and thought to yourself, I really want to have a conversation with somebody about this, or I've got some questions, or I have an opinion that differs from the host, or I'd like to add to this discussion or ask additional questions. I know that was true. It is true of me for many of the podcasts that I listen to, and it's why I created a private Facebook group for The Shalene Show, and it's why we will be creating a private Facebook group soon. I'm not going to announce it today because I haven't done it yet, but we're going to create a private Facebook group for Build Your Tribe so that you can connect with like-minded entrepreneurs. The next and most, I think, important step moving forward, like 2023 and beyond, well, actually, the best time to have done this was probably three years ago, and that is to start a YouTube channel. We find, statistically speaking, people love to connect under videos. It's topical. They can reference the minute mark during which they want to comment on a particular segment. Everybody has access to it. Oftentimes, you're landing on this page or maybe you're listening to a podcast on Apple or Spotify, and there's really no place to comment. I mean, I hope that Spotify changes as soon. They're going to need to. And, and frankly, so is Apple soon because YouTube is now dominating when it comes to being discovered for your podcast. So to be completely transparent, I think, again, for both of my shows, I've made a mistake by knowing this is where people discover podcasts, YouTube. That's what I mean by this place. But being reluctant to it, like telling myself stories that, oh, it's going to be too hard. Oh, that means I have to get into hair and makeup. Oh, that means there's editing. And instead, what I should have done is just bit the bullet and said to myself, I'm recording anyways. I don't have to be all cutified. I don't have to even remember to put my earrings in. I need to create a YouTube channel because this is where people like to listen. It's not necessarily even that people like to watch podcasts on YouTube. And that's true for some, but a lot of us are just listening to podcasts and this is how we're discovering great content. So if you haven't yet done this, and I know we've done quite a few episodes in the last like month, really trying to encourage people to do that. That's because I don't want you to make the same mistake that we made and wait too long to create your YouTube channel. The third and most, I think, powerful way to create community is to host community events. So this is something I've been doing pretty regularly for The Shaleen Show, and it's remarkable how cool and how powerful it is when your community can come together and get to know each other. So we just hosted a Shaleen Show meetup here in Miami, and we've done quite a few around the country. We've done one in Dallas, Orange County, Indiana, Michigan. I think we've done one in Toledo. We've done a bunch of them. And I've got to get into the habit of doing them more often. And I really feel like now I've got a system down. Before, I would get kind of nervous about it because I was like, oh, I don't want to be the center of attention. How do I get people to get to know each other? 
the whole point of a meetup is for people to connect and get to know each other. And if the only thing they have in common is me, my fear was that when people would show up, they would just like kind of wait to talk to me versus getting to know each other. Well, I have a great book that I'd like to recommend to you. I will put a link to it below in our show notes. The author is Nick Gray, and the book is entitled The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, How to Build Big Relationships with Small Gatherings. Now, this doesn't mean you have to throw a cocktail party, but what's great about this book is that he literally spells out what the flow needs to feel like so that you can avoid that awkward feeling where people don't know what to do, They don't know quite how to make that happen, especially if you're talking about people who are introverted or shy. A lot of people experience social anxiety. And we just did one for The Shalene Show. So let me share with you just briefly what this looks like. First and foremost, you want about a month to announce people that you're going to be doing this. In fact, you could announce it even further than that. You can announce it six months out if you want, but you really want to start pushing and promoting one specific location about a month prior. Then ask people to RSVP. You can create an Eventbrite. That's what we did initially, an Eventbrite. And once there's a price, maybe there isn't a price associated with it. I'll just tell you how we did ours. So we contracted a venue. First, I had an idea of how many people were going to be attending. And I told them in advance what the cost would be because I knew I wanted to provide food, alcohol, and a nice venue where I could kind of control the environment. You can certainly do a meetup if you're just getting started with your show and you're, you know, maybe you're hoping like five people show up, which is great in the city that you're hosting this. Well, in that case, you could probably do it around a big enough table or a smaller meeting room in a restaurant. But for us, because I knew we would have at least 40 or 50 people, even on short notice, like we only promoted it for five days. But there's been times where we've had like bigger venues, like where we've had over 300 people for meetups. My point is this, depending upon the size of your group, that will determine what type of venue you need to have. We knew that ours was going to be associated with the cost. So you've got two choices. You can either ask your community to pay for a ticket or you can pay for it like Think of it as a cost of building community. This is my personal opinion. If you host a free event, you're going to get tons of people, like triple the number, who will say that they're coming. But if they haven't put down even like $5 to come, on the day of, people just don't show. People have social anxiety, something comes up, and they just don't show. So I'm a really big fan of the people who are really interested in coming and maybe want to have a couple of glasses of wine or some appetizers, they're going to help pay for the venue. And so that's what we did. We first told people, this is what it's going to cost. We charged $45 for this meetup, and we provided amazing food, Greek food, which was catered by Nude Pita in Miami. Shout out to them. And then we also provided red wine, white wine, and champagne. And a beautiful venue that overlooked the ocean here in Miami. Once we did that, we set up an Eventbrite and people were then encouraged to go and buy, reserve their space, reserve their ticket. Again, in hindsight, the best case scenario is if you're going to promote this and start taking tickets, if you will, or, or allowing people to buy their tickets, at least two to three weeks in advance. I don't think you need to make tickets go on sale earlier than that, but it's best if you can promote it further in advance. Then we told people what to expect. I know that people who listen to podcasts tend to be self-learners. A lot of people who listen to podcasts are introverted and I'm really overgeneralizing, but I guess I'm thinking of myself. So I wanted to assure people like, don't worry, 
this is going to be fun. Even if you're an introvert, even if you're shy, I promise, even if you show up and you know no one, you're going to leave with some great connections and you're going to feel comfortable and you're going to have a great time. Now, if I'm going to deliver on that promise, I had to figure out how do I coordinate an event so that people in this community actually felt that. So here's what we did. First of all, when people showed up, I'm just going to run through the itinerary. Are you ready? You're in luck. Here we go. Okay. So when people showed up, they each got a name tag. The name tag had a number so that eventually when we did a couple different activities, I could say, okay, I need ones, twos, and threes over here on this side. I need fours, fives, and six over on this side. It made it really easy. Next, we gave them about 10 minutes before I got there because I didn't want the focus to be on the podcast host. So people were encouraged the second they got there, there's that first person that shows up and immediately after there's a second person, right? And that's the deadliest, most awkward time. So you really have to have activities planned in those first couple of minutes so that people don't feel that awkwardness, right? So the second people showed up, the first person was told, okay, so here's your assignment. Go introduce yourself to this other person and your objective is to figure out what the two of you both have in common with the show host, that's easy. That's fun, right? Like, so it could be something as simple as Shalene has a dog and I own a dog, but it allows them to get to know each other. Then figure out what each other's names, where you live, ask each other questions. And then as each new person shows up, you invite them over to the circle. This takes probably the first eight to 10 minutes. Not a lot of people are going to show up that early, but a lot of them will. Probably half are going to show up pretty close to on time. As the host, you want to show up like 10, maybe 15 minutes after this mixer begins so that they are already comfortable with the fact that they're there to get to know each other. Then when I walked in, I immediately took the floor and said, hey, I'm so glad you guys are here. I gave them a proper welcome. Hello. And by the way, you don't have to write any of this down. I'm going to put it on our blog. So you can go to shaleen.com and you'll be able to click on our blog and actually see the itinerary that I created in Google Sheets. And you can copy it exactly if you'd like. So the first thing I did was told them, hey, I'm sure, you know, thank you so much for being here. Acknowledged everyone who showed up, told them how excited I was. And here's what you can expect. I told them, we're going to do some activities that allow you to connect with each other. Y'all know probably way too much about me and the show, etc. But I want you to get to know each other. I want you to leave here with some connections and maybe having made a new friend or just a contact of someone who's like-minded and shares many of your interests. Okay. And the way we're going to do this is I'm going to have some activities. So what I did is I whistled. I would recommend you either bring a whistle or a blowhorn because the second you get people talking, like the room goes deafeningly loud. And when you try to stop them to move to the next activity, it is like you are a first grade teacher substitute and you got the wild class. You know what I'm saying? They're like, we're not listening to you. So I whistle. I can whistle really loud. So I, I would whistle. And every time I whistled, they knew that there was a new activity. So the first thing that I did is, like I said, just welcomed everybody. So after I welcomed everybody, the next thing I did was introduced those people who were hosting it. So I introduced our event coordinator, as well as Alexia from Nude Pita, who was doing our catering. If you don't have anyone to introduce, at a minimum, you could probably introduce players who are on your team like, hey, here's our podcast editor, or here's our podcast engineer, or here's my co-host. And just again, thanking people for being there. Then you want to gather everybody together and do a group photo. 
If you've got a really huge group, there might be some planning that's involved in this. For us, we just had one person take the photo on their iPhone, had everybody back up far enough. Another thing that you could do is just break people up into groups. If you've got a huge group of people, again, you can use their name tags. Everyone look at your numbers. If I need the one, twos, and threes over here, you're going to do a little group photo. And then you as the host are going to be in each one of those photos. Just have one person take those photos on their iPhone, just one person so that things move quickly. And you tell everyone, all of these photos will be uploaded to Dropbox later. And because you've registered, you'll be sent that link and you'll also be able to upload your own photos if you like after the group photo, then we did something that's kind of like speed dating. So we created two groups. Okay. So half the people on this side, half the people on this side. Once we split the room in half, then I split each half into halves again. So there's two rows here, two rows here. Of the two rows, you would face one person. So you're standing directly across from a complete stranger and you had a minute and 30 seconds to Go back and forth asking questions, getting to know each other, including your names, anything else you want to share. And then the two of you had to discuss a question that I gave them. Okay. You had a minute 30. At the minute 30 mark, I would blow a whistle and then one side of the line moved down one. So every time the whistle blew, you had a new person, a new person. By the end of the activity, you had met 10 or more new people. Now, not everyone needs to meet everyone. There's going to be some free time, but this was just to get that started so that people had, they're almost like forced to mix fast, mix fast and move on. We've all been to networking events where you get stuck with like one person. You're like, I I met like two people. You know what I mean? So this was an amazing idea. Again, I got this all from Nick Ray's book. And so each person would move after a minute, 30 seconds. And not only did they have to exchange information about each other, but they had to answer like a simple question. Here's some of the questions that I would tell them. The first one was, what is your love language and how do you show love to other people? Then when I blew the whistle, the next question might've been, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between? If you could spend a day with in someone else's shoes, who would it be and why? Didn't matter if they were a celebrity or someone in your family. So just simple questions. You could use ChatGPT to come up with some interesting ones or just things that you find interesting you'd like for them to ask of each other. We did this for about 25 minutes, and I feel like they would have liked to continue doing it, but we broke it up and said, okay, now free time. I want to invite everybody over to freshen up your drink, get an appetizer, finish up a conversation you were having, and we let them have free time for about 10, 15 minutes. Then I made another announcement, said, okay, shortly we're going to sit down and I'm going to do a Q&A. Anything that you've ever wanted to ask me that I maybe didn't answer on the show or you want me to go into further depth or or just like a personal question that you have or advice or anything of that nature, we're going to do that in just a few minutes. So I want you to be thinking about that, maybe even write it down so that you don't forget if somebody else has something similar. And so then we waited a few minutes, let everybody kind of grab a drink and we moved everybody over into an area where I could sit up on just a stool. Most people were standing, a few sitting in the chairs and couches that we had assembled. And I just let them do Q&A. That was really fun. And I think that if there's one thing I would do differently for a podcast meetup, I would probably make that section longer. So again, use the book as your guide. But this was a chance, really, when someone's asking a question, remember this. It's my opinion. It's not because they're super curious to know your answer. It's their moment to be seen by you. 
I mean, they listen to you. They feel like they know you, right? And they do. If you're a really authentic podcaster, you're sharing your truths, you're, you know, people know what you think, what you feel. They know your voice. They spent sometimes hours, years with you. They know you. This is their opportunity by asking that specific question. Remember that that's their moment to be seen. So try to make sure that you ask them to repeat their name, acknowledge them, maybe ask them kind of a follow-up question. And you know, I'm curious why you asked that, or is this something you have experienced? And, and then go into your answer, of course. But I guess the takeaway I got from that is that was my moment to really connect with them. Depending on the size of your group, you may or may not be able to take photos with everyone. Of course, people love that. You know, if you can, that's just a great way to build community and encourage them to take photos with each other. So if there's anything I would also do differently, I would say if you met someone here that you connected with, you know, grab them and get a photo before you leave. Because what happened is not everyone got to take a photo with me because I got caught up in talking to different groups and I I could sense that there were some people off to the side. They were like, oh man, I would have really liked to get a photo. It just depends on the size of your group. If in fact you can organize that, I can tell you from personal experience, it's tough. If there's more than 40 people, I do not like doing one-on-one photos because inevitably you end up cutting people off. If you're taking a photo with someone, you just feel rude to say like, okay, thank you, next. This is that person's chance to meet you. So they're gonna wanna tell you a story. They're gonna wanna tell you the impact that you've had on their life or how you've helped their business or whatever it is that your podcast is about. And you feel really rude saying like, okay, sorry, I got to get a picture with the next person. So I hate doing them. Listen, I've been had to do photo lines because of fitness videos, et cetera, for probably 10 years. And I absolutely hated it. I felt like the person who was getting their photo taken with me felt jilted. They didn't get their moment. So here's what I love doing. I love doing paparazzi style photos. And I'm going to share with you a couple of examples. So when I have a big gathering, I will oftentimes hire a photographer, which you can find now there's apps where you can find local photographers who are available for an hour. And it's very, very low cost. Or you can hire a friend who's got an iPhone and just will do this for you. And what I would do is I would tell everyone right away, like, there's no way we can get a photo with each and every one of us, but I want you to have this photo and I want you to have pictures of other people who are here. And I don't want to be one of those like cheesy, like, hi, here I am with a lanyard with my this person who I don't know. Like, let's get some photos that it actually looks like we hang out and we're having a good time because we are. So when I run over to your group and say, okay, guys, smile, I want you to like, I'm going to tell you a joke and I need you to like really laugh because it makes for a great photo. Everybody looks better when they're laughing. And so what I do is I run from group to group to group. They're just all talking and networking and it's very impromptu where I'm going to run. So it's kind of funny and it's fun and you don't get caught up in an awkward conversation with just one person. And because it's fun and light like that, people don't often get into like a really deep, sad conversation, which otherwise it happens. And it's so hard to like shift your mood when you're doing a meet and greet and it's emotional. You know what I'm saying? There's a million and one ways to improve community. And I'm going to research this even further because this is a community I'm determined to grow here. Build your tribe because you guys, you're important. You have a lot in common with each other and I want you to be able to meet up with each other. I want to feel connected to you. And this is my personal vow that we're going to do a better job of building community. How did I miss this here on Build Your Tribe? Hey, thanks for listening. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. Y'all, we're done. See you soon.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.